Hey girl, our home is arguably the most important space in our life. If you're going to reach your goals, if you're going to thrive, if your family is going to thrive, you have to have a functional home. You have to have good systems and you got to have something that works for you and your family. If your household is constantly stressing you out, if you feel like you're the only one ever cleaning up the house, if you feel like you're always cleaning up after your kids, I have a special guest on the show for you today who might just have a good solution for you. My guest today, Ashley Bufa, is mother of, get this, 10 children, and this queen has figured out a system of keeping her home clean and orderly without having to nag or order her family around. And get this, she homeschools every one of her kids and runs a successful business from home. My six-week-old son, Atlas, and I had an awesome conversation with Ashley today about creating a solid home base without having to clean all day. If you're like me, you probably feel like it's an ongoing struggle to keep the house clean, to keep the kids on a good routine, while also trying to pursue your own personal habits and goals. And I'm sure that after listening to this episode, you're going to feel motivated, inspired, and empowered to make some real positive change in your household. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for taking the time to better yourself. So stay tuned. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to grab your copy of The Mama Miracle, a worksheet I created to help you start your day with clarity and intention. Whenever you need a miracle in your life, you can turn to The Mama Miracle to help you get crystal clear on what you want to create and manifest in your life. The Mama Miracle ebook and worksheet was originally one of my best-selling products, but I'm giving it to you, my friend, for absolutely free. Just go to themamamiracle.com, put in your name and best email address, and I'll email it over to you right away so you can print it out and fill it out as many times as you need to. You have more power than you think, and sometimes you just need some clarity on what exactly you want and need. So go get your copy of The Mama Miracle for free at themama, that's M-A-M-A, miracle.com. Now, go enjoy the episode. I am here with the amazing... The wonderful, the beautiful Ashley Bufa. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to pick your brain. Um, why don't you start out by introducing <laughs> yourself, who you are, who you're mom to, and who you help. Okay, sounds good. Thank you for having me. Um, so yes, I'm Ashley, and I am the mother to 10 children, which every time I say that, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. Um, 
Wait, Our okay, so just- what are their names? Before you go any further, okay. like, just rattle them all off. <laughs> okay, let me rattle them off. So we have Ryan, Robert, Teddy, Clara, Hosanna, Lawrence, Lewis, Ambrose, Alistair, and George joins in February. <laughs> Oh, congratulations on all of them. And they're, I Thank love you. all their names. And I'm honestly really impressed that you just remember them all so quickly. I mean, that sounds <laughs> terrible. I just don't feel like I could like, it's like my son was born a month ago and I'm still trying to remember his birthday when they ask me. Oh, I can't do birthdays. That's, that's, I can do birthdays as long as um I don't have to remember the year. And as long as there aren't two in one month, whenever I have two birthdays in one month, I can only remember the first one in the month, the first one who had the birthday in the month. And the other one, I'm like, what's your birthday again? <laughs> okay. So obviously moms like me and you need good systems to help yes, us out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. So that your mom to 10, which is just incredible. And um, who do you help? Tell us about your business. So I help overwhelmed moms who need to get their household under control because it's ruining their lives. (laughs) Um, I've discovered that when your household is like put together and it's running smoothly, like everything in life just feels so much easier and better. But when your house is a mess, like you have no home base, right? That feels good. No place that you can go to, to like recharge your batteries because it is just a disaster. And so you go to Target and you spend a ton of money there now. (laughs) Um, But like, seriously, like turning your home into an actual sanctuary um, has done more for my mental health and for the mental health of all the moms that I help than like seriously anything in the world. Just being able to have a place that is put together, organized, runs well, and that you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours cleaning every week. <laughs> oh, I love that. Like, seriously, how am I just now finding you? I needed you like six years ago when my first daughter was born. I swear, like, six- well, I was still figuring it out six years ago. So okay. <laughs> <I> <laughs> thank you. Then. <laughs> thank you for figuring out something to help us because I swear, like, this is one of my biggest ongoing problems as a mom who works from home of course I'm homeschooling at the moment well not like right now because it's summertime but right um you know since pandemic and everything and but even when my kids were in school I I'm just someone who loves to work I love to work on my business and I'm always feeling pulled between do I spend this precious time creating that home base or do I focus it on my business right now? It's like that always that pull and yeah. between two different things. And so, I mean, my strategy is to just kind of divide my time and that's a lot of what I teach in my planner makeover course, but I want to hear what you do. And of course you don't have to give away all the secrets because I know that that's what your system's for, but tell us about your system. Tell us, tell us how it helps moms. And, um, I'd love to hear like, like what made you obviously probably having 10 kids and <laughs> made you um, feel inspired to create it and start it. But like, at what point did you figure out something that worked and that you stuck with and that you decided to start teaching other moms? Okay. So that's a lot. So Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'll start at the beginning, like how I figured it out because I mean, I was like, I was a total disaster <laughs> for, for the first I'd say probably 10 years of motherhood um, I was just trying to hold it all together like you know like many of us 
Um, but I made the decision to like seriously conquer the problem once and for all. Um, when I decided to actually walk away from my business, <laughs> which was probably six or seven years ago, um, I, I burnt myself out really, really badly. And, um, I'm very much an all or nothing personality. And so, um, my reaction to severe burnout was, I'm just going to walk away. And so I did walked away and I threw myself wholeheartedly into figuring out how to run a home without spending all of my time running it because I don't like cleaning. It's not fun. <laughs> right. And I have kids. So if I was cleaning, if I spent like hours cleaning, I had that problem where you would turn around and like it was messy again. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to figure out a better way. So I figured out how to run my home with just using little tiny pockets of time throughout my day and how to like really create a system around that. Um, and that is, that's what my freedom moms challenge is based off of. It's a 30 day challenge to basically teach moms how to do that, how to keep your home clean without ever like, spending more than like 20 minutes at a time on it. Um, and then once I got that going, I was like, well, what are all these kids sitting around doing? <laughs> it's like, let's um, put them to work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because um, at the time, um, we homeschool and I've homeschooled from the very beginning. Um, so, you know, the pandemic stuff is not like that didn't really disrupt my life that much but um let's just stop right there for a second like okay you have you already have 10 kids I feel like I'm still processing that part of your story and now you run a business and now you're telling me you homeschool all 10 of them yes all right I do obviously you figured something out so keep going well just just so that everyone knows like I if I get bored I'm like one of those um you know, like super hyper dogs, like a Dalmatian or something. Like if I get bored, I get destructive. So <laughs> I have to constantly be doing something or else I just like, I just can't be bored. So um, that's why it's not normal necessarily. But anyway, um, so we were reading the Little House on the Prairie series for homeschool. And we were reading the Farmer Boy one specifically. And I don't know how familiar you are with that book, but basically it's, it's, um, the life through Almanzo's eyes when he was like eight, eight years old as a boy on the farm. And, you know, he was talking about, they were talking about all the chores that all of the different kids did. And he was like eight or seven or some, some, you know, really young age where you were like, why wouldn't, I don't understand how that's even possible. But all of the kids, there were four kids in the family and they were all doing tons and tons of work. But it, he wasn't describing it in a like, oh, whoa, are we way. It was like, this is life and we're part of this family and our parents need us and this is just what we do. You know, it wasn't like a big deal. Um, but then we got into the part of the book where the parents actually like left for like a month, like to go on vacation and they left the kids in charge of this gigantic farm. Sounds <laughs> good to they, me. <laughs> they did a great job like running it. And so I was like, okay, hold on. They didn't have any modern conveniences. These are kids, like, I think the oldest kid that was there was, like, like, 13 or 14. And they're running this farm. They're running the house. Like, everything is staying completely on track with just these four kids. I've got twice that many kids, and I can't even, like, you know. So I was like, okay, this is where things change right here, right now. <laughs> because, you know, it's like there's no reason why I should be doing all of this stuff. So that is when. 
I decided I'm going to figure chores out and I'm not going to do it with the crying and the whining. I'm not going to do it with the nagging. I'm going to do it the way Almanza's mother did it. <laughs> yes. You know what I and, love about this is that you have demonstrated already that it's possible to like take charge. And, yes. and that sounds like such a negative term, like you're some kind of, you know, dictator, but, but as moms, I truly believe that we are the queens of our household and like, oh, it, yeah. is, it is our responsibility to take charge yes. and, and it's possible for you to get your kids to do what you want them to do is what it sounds like. It absolutely is. And it's the key though, too, is that like queens don't nag, you know, and queens don't act like martyrs either. Queens just lead, you know, and the queen isn't walking around saying, you're going to do what I say because I'm the queen because I'm in charge. Like leaders don't have to tell people that they're the ones in charge. They just are. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you're walking around and you're like, oh yeah, I have my kids doing chores that I'm having to nag them 20, 20 times per day to get them done. Well, it's good that you're making the effort, but let's tweak your methods a little bit because that shouldn't have to be happening either. You know, so, <laughs> but, yeah. um, I'm one of those, I'm a natural born leader. I'm, I'm the oldest child in my family. And so I came out bossy. Um, so it, it comes a little bit easier to me than to some, but, but yes, leadership is super important as a mom. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, and you know, obviously there are methods that work with kids and methods that don't work with kids. And I think that ultimately, you know, the most important thing is our relationship with them. And so if, if our method's not working, then we got to go back to the drawing board and figure out a way to preserve our relationship while also um, getting to a place that's working for the family. And it, it sounds like you've done that. So you mentioned that you have a, um, a 30 day challenge for moms called the freedom moms challenge. Do you do that through a Facebook group or where do you run that? Okay. So yes, the freedom moms challenge, it's actually, it's set up and teachable. So um, you, you do it at your own pace. Basically it could take 30 days. It could take 15, it could take 60, or you could just keep doing it over and over again until everything really sticks. But we do have a private Facebook group for support for all of that. But it's basically, it's one of those things you're You're learning to build the habits that are super important for implementation. Um, and you know, some of the ladies say, you know, I, I got through the challenge, but I'm having trouble in this one area. So they go back and they do that part over and over again. But it really, it's, you're trying to make it so that they're all daily habits that happen in your home pretty much daily, at least weekly. <laughs> but it's basically repatterning your behavior around household work. Okay, so I'm dying to know then, what does your daily schedule look like? Like what does your... Um, what does your day look like from the minute you get up till the minute you go to bed? And by the way, how old are your kids? What's, your, what's their age range? So the oldest is 17. And I have one more year with him until he gets home to <laughs> Is that bittersweet? It's, it's really starting to sink in because I've told my kids from the very beginning, like since they were old enough to understand English, like you are leaving when you're 18. You're flying, spreading your wings and going off and making a difference. You're not living in the basement. So... <laughs> Okay, so you're like anxiously <laughs> awaiting for him to yeah. go. Okay. Well, it's it is because it's like I want him to go and like, you know, become a man, like go mm -hmm. conquer his part of the world. 
but it's like, but he's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely bittersweet. And I'm like, oh shoot, I've been saying that all along. And he's like, he's ready. And like, shoot, now I have to say goodbye. So yeah. anyway, I have another year with him and then we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. hard. But anyway, and so, and then George is old. Okay. So yeah, wow. <laughs> that is quite the spread. Um, all right. So let's go, let's talk about your daily schedule because I am completely yeah. obsessed with having a plan for the day. Because if I don't have a plan, I'm just, I'm a mess. Like I am yeah. all over the place. I don't feel fulfilled in my day. And yeah. I'm just curious, like, okay, you must have something going on as far as like a daily schedule because Otherwise, how in the world would you find time to, to dedicate like real good chunks of time to all these important things in your life? Yes, I, so I do. I have a daily routine, um, but it's not as extreme as you might think just because everything is so tuned in and it works so well and everybody, everything's based on habit. And so um, I get up, I, don't, I get a lot of sleep. <laughs> I'm really spoiled. I get up at like seven o'clock. And, um, I shower and I get dressed like right away, get all dolled up. I get dolled up every day. This is okay. This is just a, this is a bonus mom tip for everybody. The more pulled together you look, the more your kids are going to respect you. Like if my kids see me like, and my hair needs to be washed and I am wearing like yoga pants and my night shirt all day, they know they can just walk all over me. <laughs> Wow, I never do. really thought about that in that way. Like I it's thought you were gonna so say, true. I totally thought you were gonna say, the more dressed up you are, the more dressed up you feel, and like the more on it you feel. And I know that that's you know really super true for me. Like if I don't put makeup on in the morning, I'm just like, because that's part of my normal routine. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know what to do next. You know. <laughs> Yes, but the kids pick up on it too. And I think it's like what came first, chicken or the egg, because as a mom, when you, when you pull yourself together and you look cute and you feel cute, you have more confidence and your kids pick up on that. But it's also like if they see, kids can sense weakness. I mean, they're really good at it, right? They can smell it. And so they're like, oh, it looks like mom isn't doing so well today. What can we get away with? No, I totally um, get it. You're right. So it's, it's, a, it's a double signal. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, I get up, I get showered, I get dressed, I get cute. I come downstairs, feed the baby. Um, and then we have, we have a late breakfast. Um, my younger kids, are not really allowed. Well, they're not allowed to get up until seven thirty. So they they come down around seven thirty. Um, and my older ones, they get up. Some of them get up really early so they can get their schoolwork done and just be finished. We homeschool through the year, so there's no end in sight ever um, until you leave the house, <laughs> um, which is sad. Um, so you know, some of my older ones will be down here already working on their schoolwork. I have one that gets up at six. Um, but I come down, the, the little ones, which when I say my little ones, I'm thinking my four, five, and six. No, he just turned seven. Four, five, and seven-year-olds. They'll come down, and they just play Legos or whatever. We have a later breakfast, so they usually, like, grab a piece of fruit or something because we usually don't eat until about 9 or 9.30 because it's, just, like, kind of a lazy morning. But um, we also start homeschooling, like, in the middle of it. Um, at breakfast, we sit down and, like, do something all together, which is basically reading the Bible, um, memorizing scripture, and um, a read aloud. And so all of the kids from 17 down to the baby, um, they're there for that part, which is about 30, 45 minutes. 
And then everybody's like doing their own thing. In my homeschool, my number one objective is to get my children to be independent learners. I want to teach them how to learn <laughs> because, I love um, because if you know how to learn, you can be or do whatever you want to do. Everything that I know is self-taught. All of my business and marketing, everything is completely self-taught. I didn't finish college. So it's really important to me that my children know how to learn. And so that's like the main focus of everything is go learn how to learn. Like this is, um, so, and I do individual work with like, um, my pre-readers and my beginning readers and, um, my nine-year-old needs a little bit of help with math still, but he's getting almost to the point where he's like, this is my math. I'm going to do my math. <laughs> and so then I'm just like checking stuff. I check math tests. I check my math daily work. Um, I check papers, but everything else, they're self-led. Um, we try to have homeschool totally wrapped up by noon. And most of the time we are, my, my oldest 17 year old, um, he usually doesn't finish until about two because he has more intense coursework, but he's totally self-led. So that's not on me. That's, <laughs> that's him. And he basically just studies until he's done, um, which he has, I'm just going to brag for a second. He has taught himself his chemistry. I did terrible in chemistry in school and my husband did too. So he literally has been like on his own <laughs> and he's getting like a low A in chemistry all by himself. It's like, that's awesome. That's amazing. But he studies for hours and hours and hours. Um, so that's, we try to be wrapped up by 12. Sometimes it's not until one, but at one o'clock, um, I come into my office and I work until about five or five thirty. And before the whole pandemic thing, we had a babysitter who would come over in the afternoons just to watch the younger kids. Um, but once that started, I was like, well, it's probably not the best thing to do because we can't be like, hey, babysitter, you can't go anywhere <laughs> or do anything, you know? So we're like, okay. Um, so I offered my teenagers and my tweens to each take an hour with the younger boys because the four, five, and seven year old. Um, and they, it up because you know they're all about extra money so they each basically take an hour while I do my work and then at the end of that we make dinner or somebody else makes dinner and we have dinner and we play outside and I mean it's you know the younger ones go to bed at like 7 45 and we let the teens and the teens stay up until nine o'clock and then at 9 o'clock, the teenagers can still stay up later in their room, but just they have to go away so that my I can have fun for ourselves. And then we go to bed around like 10.30. <laughs> like it's, it's not a high, it's not a highly scheduled, um, but it, it gets everything done and it's, it works really well for us. So, and chores are like all throughout the day. Like they're just kind of woven into, into each <laughs> into each like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's kind of how we have our chores centered. So they just happen as the day goes by, you know? Okay. So that's, I mean, yeah, like your day honestly doesn't sound as crazy as you might imagine a family with 10 kids to be. And yeah, not at all. <laughs> like, okay. What are some of the I wanted to ask you this in the beginning, but we got caught up with talking and me just being enamored by you and your life. But like, what are some of the most common things that people assume about you and your life? Or like, what are some of the most common questions that people ask or like reactions that they have when 
you tell them that you have 10 kids? Well, there's always that shock. But to be honest, like every time I say it, I'm still like, <laughs> I'm still shocked a little bit. Like it sounds like, it sounds like more than it is because I had each one of these children one at a time, you know? And so um, it really doesn't feel like a big deal until we go out like all together. And then people are like, <laughs> um, and we get the stairs and people like literally count us, you know, like one, <laughs> two, three. And it's just like, y'all are being rude. Like y'all, if you're counting, do it in your head. You know? Right, right. Um, we actually, we went to the zoo once and this was, we only had like eight at the time, only eight. Oh um, but we, we went to the zoo and there was, um, there was a Mennonite lady who was counting us out loud. And I was like, well, I guess you really know you have a big family of the Mennonites are counting you. <laughs> right. like, people don't count out loud. That is so <laughs> but, funny. Um, so how do you like take all your family out? Do you guys drive separate cars? No, we have a big Ford Transit. Um, nice. It's a 15 passenger van. So, and we've driven a 15 passenger since we had like six, just because mm -hmm. we knew we knew we were going to keep adding kids and it gave us extra cargo space at the time. Now we have no cargo space. So <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it like forces you to be a minimalist in the car. <laughs> yes. Yes. And when we, when we travel um, like to the beach or whatever, um, we still have our, our older 15 passenger and we have a son who learned to drive in a 15 passenger. So he just follows the van with all of the luggage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So. Again, put him to work. Thanks, yeah. Buddy. And he actually, he prefers the quieter, the mm -hmm. quieter drive. He and yeah. um, the other two teams, they just go together. And so it's, they can play their own music and oh. not have to pass out goldfish snacks and <laughs> stuff. So. You know what? I just thought of something. So I, I had mentioned a second ago, um, minimalism, like you're forced to be a minimalist in the car at this point. Do you, are you familiar with minimalism and the minimalist life and I am. I don't personally subscribe to it, but I am okay. familiar with the philosophies. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you is how you feel about it um, and how that would even work in a family like that. And like, how, how does it work in your family when everybody is always like got something that they're wanting or they're getting, um, like, I don't know if it's like this in your family, but my kids have, we counted 15 grandparents between like, both sides like because wow. every everybody's divorced and remarried and okay so, yep. and then they also have like great grandparents that are still alive uh -huh. and still like doing well and so they're constantly sending stuff and yes. I'm so grateful for that and it's so it's such a blessing and of course you know it's like thank you that that was so thoughtful but then at the same time I'm like oh my gosh like these kids like are constantly getting stuff how do yeah. you deal with stuff in your house well, okay, so I'm not a minimalist, but I am a declutterer big time. Um, and so basically, this is how it happens. We we only have two sets of grandparents, <laughs> so it's not quite as big of a problem. But um, and both sets aren't constantly sending stuff, so we we don't have that problem. But we do have kids that earn money through chores, and so they like to buy things. So. Um, it kind of evens out that way, but I am a declutterer. And so basically the way that I declutter is I hit every area of the home once a month. I spend three to five minutes every day on a specific area of the home 
so that way I'm constantly doing it because otherwise, you know, if you do it Marie Kondo style and do one big weekend, well, that's great, but you've just wasted a whole weekend and you're going to need to do it again in three months, <laughs> you know? So that to me isn't winning. Um, cause I don't want to give up my weekend for that. <laughs> um, but so I declutter a little bit every day and the rule is, and the kids know this, if I have to pick it up off the floor, I'm throwing it in the trash. So you better take care of your stuff. And I have done that. And I don't actually throw it in the trash. I take it to Goodwill. But um, they know if it goes in my Goodwill bag, it is not coming out. So they take better care of their stuff. Um, if I'm if I sweep up your Legos, like say goodbye, you know, it's gone. And that actually does help <laughs> because, you know, they try to take care of their stuff, but sometimes they forget. And that's a natural consequence of forgetting about your things. They go away. So um, so there's that, but it also, we don't have unlimited space. So each kid has like their space. They, we bought a big set of lockers um, off of Craigslist and painted them like dark gray with chalk paint. Like they look super cute, but each kid has their locker and then they have some space in their bedroom. But once it's gone, it's gone. So then you have to purge yourself. So I'm teaching them to declutter you know, they declutter their own spaces. They're responsible for keeping their stuff neat. So it's good because now they'll have the, their own, you know, their own little routine so that when they're adults, they don't become pack rats. Um, but I, for my own philosophy, I'm not a minimum, minimalist because I love beautiful things. Um, I love antiques and I love decorating. Um, but I am one of those people. If I don't buy something unless I have a place for it or unless I have something in mind for it. Um, and a lot of times if I'm looking at something, I'm like, you know what? That's really just not doing it for me anymore. I get rid of it. I'm not emotionally attached to any of my stuff. And so, you know, if I'm looking at it and I'm not in love with it anymore, cause you know, styles change, tastes change. I get rid of it. And so there isn't clutter here. And if there is, it gets taken away each month, <laughs> you know? So, yeah it's kind of a balance because I really, I enjoy really beautiful things and minimalism is kind of like the absence of the majority of beautiful things. And so it's just not my style. I know that a lot of people do. And I, there actually are some large family minimalists out there. I think one lady has a YouTube channel and it looks lovely, but I would be bored to tears because it's too much white, <laughs> you know? So, um, but you know, we just, I just deal with it very, you know, matter of factly, just like I do everything in the home, you know, if your stuff is on the floor because you don't have a place for it, then it's time to declutter your stuff. And so you're going to do that. So pick what you like, pick what you still love. And the mm -hmm. other thing is I don't replace um, batteries. I don't, if a toy is broken, it immediately is taken out. Like it's just gone. If a game loses too many pieces for us to play, we get rid of it. We don't keep it around in hopes that one day we might find those pieces. Um, so it's just kind of the natural progression, you know, kids are hard on stuff, so it breaks. <laughs> yeah. And that sounds like such a, like balanced way to approach, um, the function of the home and stuff and like keeping stuff and organizing stuff. It, and it's really reassuring. I think the listeners will probably agree too, that there is a way other than minimalism from mm -hmm. what you're saying, you know, there's, there's a way to have a functional home where you're not constantly dealing with the stuff without right. having to subscribe to like minimalism, for example, if that's just right. your style. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Because, I'm curious. You Go know, ahead. It's just, I think a lot of people turn to minim minimalism as an answer to 
how to keep things from getting broken by children, <laughs> you know, because they're like, well, if I don't have it, it won't get broken. If I don't have nice things, the kids can't ruin them. <laughs> but that's not the answer. That's just a band-aid. Like teach your kids to respect your property. And I'm not saying that doesn't ever happen around here. Like it does. I know because I have some stuff that's like, you know, a little bit more expensive, some antique stuff that if it were to fall and break, I would be sad. Um, but that's a, it's a good teaching tool. It's like, Hey, why were you waving? This has actually happened. Hey, why were you waving that broom around instead of sweeping? You just knocked that off the floor. And that's something that I got as a gift for my uncle. And now it's gone forever. Yeah. You got to be more careful. Yeah. You know, like and that like teaching that lesson. Yeah. Right. It's like, Hey, that really stinks. Cause I really like that. And now it's gone because you were being careless. And so it's like, it's like people almost don't want to parent. And so they're minimalist so that the, nothing can ever get broken. So you don't have to teach your kids to be careful. You know, it's kind of like one of those, which I'm not saying that's the only reason people are minimalism. You know, there are a lot of people that probably just like that look and that's fine. But if you want nice things, don't let your kids stop you from having nice things. It's just time to get in there and do the work to yes, teach your girl. kids to respect the nice things. You know yes, what I'm saying? Preach it girl. Have the home you want. Don't let your kids stop you from that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the reality is, like you said, you know, things do get broken and things get lost and toys get used. And mm -hmm. um, it reminds me of the preschool that my daughter went to before we moved. And it was a very um, holistic Montessori slash Amelia. Yes. I forget the other, the other style of preschool, but it was. If I Charlotte Mason. Like, no. No. Amelia something. I forget. Now I'm going to have to Google it because it's going to bother me. Okay. I but know the Montessori though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think most people do. So it was kind of a blend of the, the two approaches. And mm -hmm. um, I loved that they used real dishes for the little kids. Mm -hmm. Like even as young as um, the two-year-old. Because I remember when my daughter was in the two-year-old room, they used like real cups and yeah. real dishes. Mm -hmm. And that totally inspired me to get rid of all of our plastic kitchen. Yes. I hate plastic dishes. <laughs> me too. So do I. And well, for one thing, we know that like they can leach toxins and stuff too. Mm -hmm. And but so, they're ugly. More yeah. importantly, they're ugly. No, more importantly, let's, right, let's, let's talk about, let's be real here. Uh, we don't really know about the toxins. I mean, <laughs> but, but we do know they're ugly. <laughs> but we do know that's been proven by mom science by my eyeballs. Yes. <laughs> so, but I thought it was really cool because they're they and I asked them like, "Aren't you worried that they're going to break the dishes?" And they're like, "Well, that's the thing is that that's how they learn to not break them. Is yes. if it happens one time." Yeah, they learn like, oh my gosh, my cup got broke in front of everyone, and now I don't have my cup anymore. And of course, they get another cup to drink water out of. But like, that's how they learn, and it it is it, like it literally only takes one time for it to happen. Yeah. And of course, you give them that that space, like that warning ahead of time, like, hey, just remember to be careful. And yeah, so um, that reminded me of that, and I love that because it's really empowering kids to. To take, like you said, like Carrie, I think you, you mentioned this. I don't know if you mentioned this in this conversation or in another conversation that I've heard you had on other podcasts, like carry their own weight. Yes. And it sounds like that's kind of like the philosophy you subscribe to in your household too, for, for all kids. It all is. Ages. So it is. How do you motivate your kids though, to clean and to pick up after themselves and carry their own weight and to put their things away and, and to respect their things? Like, how do you do it? 
So it's built into our family culture. This is what we do. <laughs> you are part of our family, which means you're part of our team. And as a team, we keep our house clean because nobody wants to live in a dirty, messy house. And at first your kids will be like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> but once you have built the habit of a clean house that everybody contributes to making clean, your kids will start to care. Like my teenagers, if they walk into the living room at the end of the day and they see like it didn't get picked up, they will call a five minute family cleanup because they're like, I don't want to come in here and watch TV in this messy room. That's three teenage boys. Okay. Like teenage boys get such a bad rap. <laughs> That's amazing. But my boys don't want to come and watch TV in a messy room. So they start picking stuff up or they'll, they get, they're like, Hey, everybody get in here. We need to get this room cleaned up. Um, and you know, my, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, but my teens and my tweens now are at the point where if they walk by something and they see like a shoe in the middle of the floor, they don't just step over it or kick it out of the way. They pick it up and go put it where it goes or they grab some little kid and say, Hey, go put this up. <laughs> um, but you know, and that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build character into these kids. So they, they have eyes that see, you know, cause we want them to be able to see the mess. We want them to have the mindset that this is not, just a mom job. This isn't just mom's job because mom doesn't want a dirty house. This is a family problem with a family solution. And I'm part of the family. So I'm part of the solution. So I'm going to bend over and pick this up. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's that mentality. And so then once they go off to conquer the world, you know, one day when they have a spouse, my daughters are going to be really self-assured in the fact that they can run a home and they know how to do it because they've seen me do it and they've done it with me. My sons one day are going to be husbands that are a huge blessing to their wives because they're going to be the ones, you know, leading with a servant's heart and, you know, saying, Hey, I got the dishes tonight and, you know, Hey kids, let's clean up the room, you know? And so their wives are never going to be like, wow, this really sucks. <laughs> women got the short end of the stick, you know? Um, so it's kind of just building that whole philosophy into, you know, this is what we all do to keep our home clean. This isn't just mom's home or dad's home. This is our home and we want to keep it clean and beautiful. And like I said, though, it doesn't happen overnight. Like my four or five and six year old, they're still like, Oh, we have to do this again. It's like, yes, we do. So let's get to it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you we know, get so. to do it. We get to have yeah. this beautiful home. We exactly. get to have these beautiful toys. It's not like we – it's not like I have to. I mean, we do have to. But, right. But I think that, like, I have to remind myself that, too, when I start getting in that, like, <laughs> negative yeah. mentality. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh, especially right now with all of the cooking and cleaning at home. Because yeah. before yeah. the pandemic, we were a family that would go out and get takeout and eat at our favorite restaurants. And we would still choose healthy restaurants, but mm -hmm. we would do that all the time just to save work for ourselves. And so now I'm at yeah. home like literally cooking every single meal, cleaning up after every single yeah. meal. So I have to work on my own mindset. What about mm -hmm. you? Like, how do you keep your mindset positive? And obviously you do because you're instilling that in your kids, but I'm just curious about like, what work do you do on yourself 
um, every day to really stay positive and to stay on track with what you believe in? Well, thankfully, it's not everyday work anymore because I did the work, you know, six years ago um, because I realized, you know, and this is this is something I think moms really need to grasp. You're you're the leader in your home. Your kids are following your lead. So that if, if they see you walking around and you're constantly like, I'm the only person that cares about this and I'm the only person that knows how to do it right and nobody else, you know, cares about what I'm doing and nobody else cares that I have to spend two hours making dinner and cleaning up and it's, you know, wow, wow, wow. Um, if you teach that to your kids, then if you decide to turn around and, you know, say, hey, we're going to clean today, they're going to be like, well, why do I have to do that? It's not my mess because they've heard you saying, I don't understand why I'm the only person that does this. And so it, it, you have to realize there's a huge cause and effect you know, relationship. So the first thing that I say is get rid of the martyr mindset. Um, it's the one that most of us end up falling into. My mom was a huge martyr. <laughs> she still is. Um, and so I kind of grew up thinking like, I don't want to do that because like as a child, I recognized, it. I was like, yeah. So I would catch myself doing that and be like, oh shoot. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. Instead of thinking, why am I the only person who ever, who ever cleans up? Instead, ask yourself the question, why is it that I have not figured out a way to get my kids involved? <laughs> yes. You know, instead of asking a question that does not have an answer or an answer that you're not going to like very much, why am I the only person who ever cleans up? Well, because you have not required, you haven't done the work to require your family to help you. Yeah. So taking personally, personal responsibility for the fact that you are, you're living the reality that you're living because you haven't taken steps to change that reality. It's not reality doesn't just change itself. Yeah. Right? No one else That's is going to here to do. They're not just going to like all of a sudden one day start appreciating you more or like, oh, right. You know mom works so your hard. Kids are never. Work. Yes. Your children are never going to be more mature than you are. So if you want your children to start behaving in a mature adult way, you've got to show them how. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm doing it for the, you know, so, um, that's, that's the thing. Don't, don't ask the questions that don't have an answer or don't ask the questions that have an answer that, you know, is basically just showing where you're not doing what you should be doing as a mom. Ask a question that has an answer that will get you where you actually want to go. Like, why isn't it that I haven't taken the time to get the chore thing figured out so that I'm not the only one because you don't have to be the only one, but you do have to be the only one. If you never take a step to change it, that so is so taking beautiful. more responsibility, you know, yes. taking responsibility, knowing that it can change, you know, cause there's no point in taking responsibility for something that you can't change. But in this case, you absolutely can change it. So. And you are here to show us how. So, yes. have, so how would our listeners go and find you and your 30-day Freedom Moms Challenge? And the, um, you're going to have to remind me of the name again. Smart Kids Chore System. Did I get yes. it? Smart okay. Kids Chore System. That's right. Very good. So you can find me. I'm on Instagram at Freedom Moms. Um, I am on Facebook, but it's a lot of words that I don't remember. I think it's like family management with Ashley Bufa or something like that. <laughs> um, but I'm also, um, you can 
I can send you a link if people want to get on my email list so that they can just like stay in touch. Um, and you get, I have like a survival mode. It's like proactive survival mode um, is one of the things that I teach. And so this um, infographic that I created kind of shows you how to do proactive survival mode, which is essentially making sure that you are showering and dressing every day. You're getting at least a load of laundry done every day or staying caught up if you don't need to do a load of laundry. And you're getting a meal served, whether that is, you know, you plan for the meal instead of just like fall into, oh, shoot, it's six o'clock, let's order pizza. So that's proactive survival mode. Like on your busiest days when you're feeling overwhelmed, like newborn baby or, you know, you've got illness in the family or whatever. If you can do those three things, you'll still feel like you're winning <laughs> because you're making yeah. an effort to move the needle forward. So anyway, I have an infographic. I'll send you the link um, to get that. And it just kind of okay. takes you through setting yourself up into proactive survival mode so that you're not feeling like a victim anymore, but actually feeling like a survivor. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. We'll definitely put that in the show notes and a link to all of these great tools that you provide to moms. I'm just so excited to know you and to meet you. And I can't wait to dive into all of this. I really think this is going to solve my family problems. And you just, I mean, obviously you've figured out something that works. And I love that. I love your mindset around it about really taking responsibility for our role as moms and as leaders in our family. I'm yes. so big on that. That's absolutely yes. wonderful. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all this great wisdom with the, the mommy listeners and Little Atlas, is there anything that you want to say before we wrap up the show? He's like starting to wake up and I'm trying to stick a boob in his mouth, but it's not working. What about you? Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with today? Um, yes, there is. There is um, there's a, a little like three-minute video on YouTube. And I think your listeners will really resonate with this. This isn't for everybody, but it's um, by a guy named Art Williams. And this is like back in the 70s when he recorded this. It's like three and a half minutes long. It's called Just Do It. So look up Just Do It by Art Williams, the three and a half version long. And basically it's, he's encouraging you to stop talking about what you want to do and just do it. <laughs> and it's so like every time I watch it, I still watch it like once a day because, you know, we need that push as moms, you know. But anytime I need, I'm, I feel myself procrastinating, I go and I watch this. And it's, he's saying Stop talking about it. Stop wishing for better. Stop wishing for more and go out and do it. Go out and make it. Um, so if you need a, a, an uplifting moment, that is where to find it. I, I think one day I'm going to like write out a new script for it, like directly for moms, because I think he wrote it for like salespeople. <laughs> um, but it's just so important, moms. Like just, just go out and do it. Take the first step and just start doing it and doing it and doing it. And when, you know, pretty soon you're going to turn around and you're going to like look back and like, oh my gosh, I did it. I did it. <laughs> so that's what I want to leave you with today. <laughs>
and share this episode with a friend. It would really mean a lot to me. Thanks for tuning in today. Now go out there, take charge of your day, you beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. I'll see you next week on the show.